0: Welcome back to the Host Dispatch. I'm Claire Bowman, and on today's mini-sode, Anar and I discuss the history of host publications, our evolution as a small press, and our beloved back catalog of translated literature, which we've fondly rebranded as the Host88 Collection. Thanks for listening. are such a weird animal because we started out as something completely different from what we have become. So I feel like that's probably a little bit confusing for people if they don't know the whole story.
1: Oh yeah, it is It is very confusing, especially when we are tabling at events and there's such a jarring difference between, I guess, our more recent books and our older catalog. And so, over the years, I've kind of learned how to explain that difference, but um it's been a journey.
0: It's like we're a split personality, and uh, we have deep love for both both sides of ourselves. Uh, we've clearly chosen to go in a different direction in recent years, but The books that we published beginning in 1988 are still very near and dear to our hearts, Um, and translated literature is something that even on just a personal level, each and every one of us at Host Publications, we really, really care about translated literature, and we read a lot of it.
1: Yeah, we part of the reason why we still include our former releases in our catalog is because, like you said, since 1988, Host Publications has contributed greatly to translated works in the literary world, and that is something that we continue to be proud of. Like I said, it's an enormous contribution and just so valuable, but we have shifted and we have changed our current model and what we currently focus on. It's been hard to learn how to acknowledge our previous publications in a way that it still validates their contribution today.
0: Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Host Publications was founded in 1988. Host began as a small press primarily dedicated to publishing international works in translation and translated the likes of Pablo Neruda.
1: Um, yeah, we've got Nicanor Parra, our favorite anti-poet. Yes. Yeah. I mean, even Hei Zi, who is from China. Yep.
0: A very, very famous Chinese poet who died at a young age, sort of, you know, solidifying that eternal fame. But essentially, Host has published over 50 titles in a diverse array of genres from all over the world. Poland, Africa, Brazil.
1: I mean, literally literature from all over the world. Um, If you haven't seen us at events, you wouldn't know, but we have this enormous tablecloth that says literature from around the world, and that was very confusing for people when they walked up and we only brought our recent releases that are not translated works.
0: Yeah, it's interesting when we table at events because we have um, a nice little combination of our, our Host 88 collection, as we have begun to call it this summer. And our new works, which we started publishing in 2018 when we shifted our focus from international authors to authors based in the United States and really refocused our commitment to creating a seat at the table for marginalized groups, primarily women, with the beginning of our host publications chapbook prize, which awards $1,000 to a woman writer from the United States. So we have those new chapbooks with us, as well as some of our other works, including the Ice Cream Social Anthology and Death to the Bullshit Artists of South Texas. And then those are alongside books like 14 Female Voices from Brazil, and like you mentioned, The High Z, The Nicanor Para. I think it's a really unique collection of works that we offer, and that shift in focus you know, it, it was an important one for us in terms of publishing in a way that reflects our
1: values. The shift began, like Claire said, in 2018 when I had joined the team at Host Publications in 2017, and we were still kind of coupling our vision together and settling into a revamp host had been in hiatus for a few years and we were just like re-energized and ready to publish new work and to connect with the community in a different way. So when we realized that our vision strayed away from translated works and we realized through Malvern Books and connecting with the Austin community and um, really becoming passionate about featuring marginalized voices in that space, deciding that that's a mission that we wanted to take on as a press we went ahead and shifted focus but in in the revamp it felt like the back catalog was lost and that is such an unfortunate feeling because we are very proud of those books and it's so rich in history it's so diverse and this year we were like how do we honor this work without confusing our community or confusing our mission statement How do we embrace these books? And so we are so excited that we finally settled on rebranding those books from Host's previous life as the Host 88 Titles. And we named it the Host 88 Titles because, like we've said, Host Publications was founded in 1988. And we're just like, yeah, let's put that little stamp on it to separate our new releases from our previously published books.
0: Yeah, they're vintage. (laughs)
1: vintage the back catalog in addition to just naming these books host 88 titles we also plan on featuring them on our instagram by doing really cute just like almost youtube-esque videos telling our audience about each book and just kind of pulling anecdotes and experiences from our publisher joe he's just full of stories um yes So I'm sure it'll be really fun. When people look at a catalog that is, you know, almost 60 titles long, people don't know where to begin. So it'll it'll be really nice to just be like, hey, this is the one book we're going to look at this week and hope that the right people come across it and find it interesting.
0: Yeah. And I think it's easy for us to get caught up in all the stuff that's going on in the American political landscape and the American literary landscape. Um, And while we're very much committed to being active and engaged with that, world literature can just do so much in terms of reframing your perspective um, on what's happening now. Just diversifying the voices that we encounter, I think, is invaluable.
1: Yeah, I, I really this reminds me so all of you listening at home do not know that Claire and I tried to get an episode up about a year ago for the podcast in which we passionately discussed translated literature. We were very passionate about how important translated literature is. And so your comment just now, Claire, reminded me of, um, of that experience.
0: It was Women in Translation Month, which is coming up again next month, actually. So we may still get a chance to post an episode on that topic.
1: So y'all need to be reading translated work. Um, But I also want to say some of the work in the Host 88, it's not very much, but a few pieces that Joe acquisitioned were not translated. They were from Texas authors, which I feel like that still really connects their current mission statement because we really love Texas and Texas artists. Yeah. But there's one lone beast that we have in our collection um, that we love to call the Beatnik Myth, And by we, I mean me. <laughs> I'm talking about The Hasty Papers. So The Hasty Papers is edited by the famous and the brilliant Alfred Leslie. And it took him four years to put together. It was a millennium edition. The original edition was printed on, like, newspaper print and featured tons of work by Beatniks. You've got Allen Ginsberg, Jack Kerouac. Kenneth Koch. Yeah. And then you have tons of letters. And I, I saw there was a letter in there written to and from Diane DePrima. You have Frank O'Hara. I mean, there's easily 30 to 50 names. A ton of content. Like so much content that I made an Instagram for the Hasty Papers this week because it is infinite
0: Yeah, it's a book that has its own Instagram profile, which will never run out of content for it because it is so massive and so diverse and layered and interesting. I'm really excited to to make some posts for that profile because it means I get to spend some quality time with the Hasty Papers, which is super fun.
1: Totally. I'd also like to say that the Hasty Papers is hosts only art book. It's a coffee table book. Um, It's printed on just like photo paper. And I want to tell more people about it. And I think that's what's really exciting about Host 88 is that we're finding these treasure troves on our shelves that we get a chance to revisit and we're excited to tell people about.
0: And I was going to say there's another beautiful book I want to highlight on this episode. Because it's an example of how even back when we were doing translated literature, there was some overlap or some crossover between our previous mission statement and our current mission statement. Back in the day, we published a book called 14 Female Voices from Brazil, which is an anthology of some of the most prominent female Brazilian writers with interviews and excerpts of their work. And I find it really fascinating that we were trying to publish groundbreaking feminist Brazilian literature before that was even on our radar in the American landscape. So, yeah, just a little bit of crossover between the old and the new. Another cool thing about 14 Female Voices is that it includes a couple of the authors that we published individual collections from as well, also in the host 88 titles, including Astrid Cabral.
1: Oh, I love Astrid Cabral. Astrid writes a lot of poetry that is inspired by the jungle and Brazilian forests, and it's a really good read when you're reconnecting with nature.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's really cool because we published a book of her poems titled Cage, but in 14 Female Voices, it's actually little snippets of her fiction. So kind of cool you get a little bit of both worlds if you get both of those books. Um, And I'll let you say this person's name because you have experience with it.
1: Yeah, y'all. So, one of best bestsellers is a novel it's titled a... Boncha Vicencio, and it's written by Concechao Averisto.
0: That author is also in 14 female voices.
1: Yeah, and I can just read you guys the back of the book to give you an idea of what it's about. Boncha Vicencio, the debut novel by Afro-Brazilian writer Concechao Averisto, is the story of a young Afro-Brazilian woman's journey from the home of her enslaved ancestors to the wasteland of contemporary urban life. Seeking an escape from poverty and generations of despair, Poncha Vicencio moves to the city to start a new life. But in the loneliness of the inhospitable city, voices from the past crowd her mind. What is her grandfather's mysterious legacy? Can her family escape from servitude? And can we ever really outrun our past? This mystical story of family, dreams, and hope illuminates Afro-Brazilian conditions with poetic eloquence and raw urgency.
0: Ooh, that is a great synopsis.
1: Yeah, and this, this baby sells like hotcakes. We recently did a reprint, I'd say about a year ago. Isn't it difficult to find her work translated into English? I believe it is. Also... Evaristo is a political figure in Brazil and is very outspoken and is very well known. You know what? I'm going to
0: read an excerpt from 14 Female Voices because I was just reading her interview and she said some really beautiful things. So the question asked in her interview for 14 Female Voices is, what role does politics play in your life? And she says, I believe in the kind of politics that you acquire from your position on the basis of your condition as a citizen. I believe in the role that a person can have in a community. I work with Afro-Brazilian literature, and I've given a course for teachers. In my position, I'm capable of having a specific role. My great dream is to be able to give my texts back to the people who gave me their life stories. It would be difficult for that to happen because you're writing in a country where the vast majority is illiterate. In a country like Brazil, I believe that I have a social obligation to return to my origins. I believe in this type of politics, and I think that people need to believe in it.
1: Yeah, Evaristo is, is a really big deal, and in what you read just now, you can see just why.
0: Yeah, her interview includes many statements of that nature, which are extremely eloquent
1: yeah, definitely I'm going to make it a priority to reread this book in today's climate.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to to reintroduce these books to people so that those who are fans of our current publications can maybe get to know this other side of Host that's so important to us.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about our future and marrying these these two sides of Host publications history and seeing how they can help and support each other and complement each other as time moves forward.
0: Yeah, so follow us on Instagram at hostpublications to receive some more content about the Host 88 titles. And like Anar said, we're going to be posting some videos introducing each of these works to you. And check out the Instagram channel for The Hasty Papers. It's at the Papers. And we'll be doing some more mini shows in the future, which will feature books from the Host 88 collection. So we'll have more for you soon yeah
1: smash that like button